Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Happy Thursday. Happy opening day of training camp. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. We appreciate you being with us. Thanks for your patience as we're off to a little bit of a later start than usual. But uh, literally, I think Connor Murphy stepped off the lectern 25 minutes ago. We finished that up and ran right here. So it's been a busy uh, hockey-filled day. So we've got a ton for you. On this show, you're going to hear from Seth Jones. You're going to hear from someone named Connor Bedard. Never heard of him. You're going to hear from uh, Luke Richardson. You are going to hear from us a little bit. Uh, we've got some news about uh, the Blackhawks front office. We've got training camp lines. So tons to get to on this one. Before we do, please smash that like button for us. We'd appreciate that. Make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube page as well. Same deal on your favorite podcast app. Hit that follow or subscribe button. And please take 50 seconds 50 i timed it to leave us a five-star review with some really nice uh, words about us we could greatly appreciate that and greatly use it uh it's great great stuff uh and happy birthday to our buddy charlie the bacon guy yes. i'm gonna celebrate tonight by eating bacon eating yes. bacon it's the best Absolutely. way to celebrate a birthday i do that any day ending why so it was a Anybody's fun day birthday. at camp yep for many reasons first of all walk in first thing i see is danny Wirtz and jamie faulkner I shoved them out of the way to get to the new donut and coffee <laughs> shop that is open. It's called Raise the Cup. New That's cu- uh, raising a the cup. Fantastic <laughs> uh, hockey connection of yes. And yeah. then uh, they had Do Right Donuts and Dark Matter Coffee. Mm-hmm. Then they had an entire merchandise booth of Connor Bedard jerseys, hoodies, just pucks, everything Connor Bedard you can imagine. And then oh yeah, there was hockey played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was it was great. I mean. Um, Greg, you got you got to the rink before before we did, and you texted us and said, "Don't even try and park here. <laughs> go straight, even, no. go straight to the overflow lot." Yeah, they sold out of uh, the the free tickets for the fans. Um, it was it was great to see everybody there. Great atmosphere. Like it's what a difference a year and some lottery balls make. Yep. Uh, it's 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 exciting to be at this point. It was great to be back at the rink, and. Um, yeah, the the coffee and donuts uh, coming in clutch. I am. I feel like I am awake purely off of caffeine right now, which oh, yeah. is uh, which is great. Yeah, I ordered an iced tea and they gave me a nice coffee. I'm like, wow, this is really bitter. <laughs> and then halfway through, I'm like, yeah, that's coffee. That's coffee. And I was like, it's training like camp. Beavis. It's training camp for them too. It's their first day. <laughs> it's the first day. Yeah. You know, they're, uh, get, they're getting the kinks out. <laughs> yeah, no, I walking, you know, driving up, 
up Jackson and then just seeing people already crossing the street. I was like, all right, I'm not even going to try to get in the parking lot. You walk up, there's a sign on the door that today's practice is sold out. Just you walk in. And I walked in and then Jamie and Danny were right there. And like, hey, Greg, look, the, you know, the coffee and donuts. <laughs> and I was like, this is why I have a podcast. <laughs> like, I am more excited about this than Connor Bedard because this actually affects my daily life. Yes, exactly. <laughs> what Diabetes. the team does on the ice really doesn't. Yeah. I got to be here no matter what. So this is good stuff. Oh, so yeah. we started off day one, but the energy just felt. It was palpable it from was, everybody. Even mm-hmm. in the even in the media room, yeah. everybody was a little more cheerful, a little more happy. I mean, it's like the first day Yeah, it's of opening school. day. First day Everybody's yeah. happy to see your friends you missed all summer. Yeah. And usually by the second week, you're like, oh, God, i got to get up and go to school. But it yeah. just this year already feels different, as it should. Yeah. It's, there's no black clouds hanging over. There's no uh. who's going to be here, who's not going to be here. It's, you know, hey, we got some shiny new toys. We've got some optimism. Let's get going. Let's see where we're at. It was a star-studded event. ESPN's Emily Kaplan was there, yes. too. Yes, she was. Um, the biggest indicator for me was, this is the happiest we've seen Seth Jones in a while. He was kind of joking around yeah, and like he was having in a, a good, good time. And, yeah. Much you know. different than last year. Yeah, it was just a, the whole... And ma- you know, We were there for the Black first Hawks day last year, though. Yeah, No one asked him about that. I was sort of surprised. I actually a, had forgotten about it. it's a non-issue. Yeah, I, I agree with that. All right, well, what do we see? Let's let's talk about on the ice. So basically what we saw was lots of dudes skating around. Mm-hmm. Today they worked on the defensive part of the game. So by design, there was not a ton of offense. So uh, I wrote down the lines for the first session. They divided the team into two groups as camp starts and they'll whittle down as the preseason goes on. Uh, these are in no particular order, just how I wrote them down, how I observed them. Uh, for Group A, you had Connor Bedard centering Ryan Donato and Tyler Johnson. Quick note, Taylor Hall has a lower body injury. Uh, Luke sort of said day-to-day, but he's like, we'll know more in a couple days. They're I did still, not love the way he responded to that question. Yeah, they're still evaluating it is what it sounded like he said uh, yeah. today, which is – not something that is encouraging on day one of training camp that he comes in and says needs more evaluation, but hopefully it's nothing. In fairness, it's day if one. you watch that drone video that they put out yesterday, Taylor Hall was there in full gear, skating, participating. So right, yeah, he's yeah. not like he's in a cast or anything. He's yeah. So hopefully not a big deal there. And ta- and Taylor got uh, Taylor Hall's not a guy that needs to get in. You know. 20 practices before the start of the right. season. So No, but... I mean, it w- would help to have him there, but yeah. it's not something I'm going to keep myself awake at night tonight thinking about. No, but, but it's also... If, if it's, it becomes a couple yeah. of days... If it's yeah. Monday, Tuesday next week and we still haven't seen him, then it's like, okay, what's what's the what deal? Is well, the it's, issue, I mean, yeah. what we always say about Luke is if you listen carefully, he'll tell you stuff. Yes. And I was listening carefully and I'm afraid he was telling us stuff. We'll but see. Let's not overreact. Yeah, let's not overreact, but it's also not absolutely nothing. No, let's totally overreact. Right. Not what this is for. <laughs> Taylor Hall's season is in jeopardy. <laughs> season what? over. There goes the cup. Um, Worst trade ever by that Davidson guy. <laughs> by the way, Jacob says, saw you guys there, was too nervous to say hi. That's weird. Say hello. <laughs> yeah, I got a friendship uh, bracelet today uh, that we all did. We got to share it from Angela. And I met a guy in the hallway, and I said, what's your name? He said, Hoser. I go, that's not your real name. Your name's not Hoser. It's Jose. But we met a, a number of fans, so always feel free yeah. to come and say hello to us, of course. I didn't get a friendship bracelet. You hold- it's in my bag. We can throw it. Oh, we'll you're, hold- you're, you're hoarding them all. Yeah. You don't want well, us to be friends. It's only one. I get it. 
We gotta share custody. There's only like, one. She made well, she made one and gave it to me. But it says CHGO on it, not J. Apparently J is the only one on the wow. show. I was the one closest to the aisle. I had the aisle seat. <laughs> she was obviously a fan of yours. Interesting. What was the, what was the young lady's name? Angela. Angela. She was obviously trying to catch your eye because she had a, a Samuel, a Samuel Savoy, Savoy. God. Yes, she did. She had a, she had a <laughs> that jersey, jersey was out. sweet. Yeah. So obviously it was an, uh, from Gatineau. Gatineau, from Gatineau yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously, she was all Team J. So. Well, I, mean, I don't blame her. Can't blame her. Um, okay, back to the lines. Yes. Let's focus in here. The all caffeinated. The all-important lines. Uh, Reese Johnson, Paul Ludwinski, Samuel Savoie. Fun. Maybe not a great sign for Reese Johnson. <laughs> uh, Marcel Marcel, <laughs> centering uh, Martin Miziak, and what is Fel- Felchman's first Yuri. name? Yuri. Yuri. Thank you. Yuri Felchman. Uh, Mackenzie Entwistle, centering Boris Kachuk and Joey Anderson. Woo. Sounds like an AHL. And then one. my prediction comes true. Yeah, yeah. Jason Dickinson centering Nick Felino and Corey Perry. I had that yeah, line too. Good, Works good out call. great in NHL 23 good for call, the record. Good call. Um, and then the D pairs were, as I scroll in, through the old Twitter machine. In group one. Group one D pairs, Kaiser and Jones. Yeah, yeah. The evidence is piling up for Wyatt Kaiser making this team. Mm-hmm. Vlasic and Zaitsev. Okay. Del Mastro and Crevier, that's a lot of meat. That's Big a, that's, manly men slapping meat on that's that a, one. That's a, that's a tall, lanky line. And then something Harry. named Ross McDougal <laughs> and on. Andrew Perrot. Hey, now, that's indie fuel defenseman know, Ross McDougal but that, you to know, you. I will say, uh, keep an eye on Andrew Perrot. Right defenseman, physical, not overly big, but a thicker, like a stout kind of a stocky guy. Could get caught. He's in an AHL deal now, but I could see him getting, if there's some injury problems, coming up and adding, you know, six, seven minutes uh, in a physical edge for the Hawks at some point sure. this year. Yeah. Son of former Blackhawk Nathan Perrot. Well, that I works. believe number 46 or 49. I will look it up. You you might. You don't have to. You might <laughs> need to see see someone about that sickness you got going on. If I'm right, uh, I do have problems. Uh, <laughs> I just reference. can't find a picture of him in a Hawks jersey. That's a problem. Uh, does one exist? 43. Damn it. Oh, I was close. Okay, I was right. in the 40s. Come on. 43. You're not as far the, gone. The great Nate Dempsey. <laughs> That's right. And Colin Blackwell. He's also Colin. hurt. Victor also Stedberg. Hurt. 43. Yeah. 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 All right, what do we have for the uh, session two lines? Session two line. Uh, the only one that really uh, stood out to me uh, that I think was was worth noting was Lucas Reichel uh, in the middle of Philip Kershev playing left wing and Andreas Athanasiu uh, playing right wing, which I believe this person had <laughs> as their second line yesterday. So which I think person? that's me. Ah, right, yes, right, right. this person. I was pointing to For those to listening me. at home. For the audio, I was pointing to myself. Uh, I think that's a good a good trio for those guys. Uh, obviously, Athanasiu and Reichel had some chemistry, which Luke Richardson said uh, that they're looking to see if it'll carry over from the end of last year to this year. Um, and I think that's a good trio of guys to, uh, to put together up front. Defensively, uh, Nolan Allen was playing on the right side. Interesting. Uh, along with Jared Tenorti was playing on the left. Uh, and then Kevin Korchinski and uh, Connor Murphy were matched up together. Um, so that'll be interesting to see uh, how everything develops. It's day one. 
you know, we, we these might be lines and pairings that only exist for the first two preseason games, but it is interesting to at least see starting off training camp where right. the coaching staff uh, sees guys matched up and, and paired paired up and how all those players can maybe complement each other. I think these two groups are what we'll see the rosters for those first two or three preseason games yeah. when they have the big camp. You know, get these guys a little familiar yeah. with, so we'll see. But you could pick out the lines that, okay, that's probably going to be a line to start when it, when it, the roster's cut down. My guess is the, uh, you know, the Connor Bedard group is the home game <laughs> roster. I wonder why. And, I would uh, think so, yeah. The other group is the road game <laughs> roster so. uh, for those first couple of games. Um, and uh, we should mention that, we were originally going to do a post-game show for that Saturday Minnesota game. Not televised. But it's not on TV, So, and we're not driving to Minnesota for a preseason game. No. So there will only be five post-game shows in the preseason. We could just get an old AM radio and put it in the center of the room like the old days and just listen to the game. Well, I, asked, I talked to Joe Brand today, name drop, uh, oh, and man. said, are you going to be at that game? Because it will be on radio, and he said he's not going to be there. But... Had he been, we could have just thrown him on and gotten a quick game recap, but that's true. he won't be there. So there's no sense in us trying to break down a game that's on radio that probably doesn't feature anyone. Yeah, we just mean. need to all get fedoras with a little uh, press hats. Little press hat. Yeah, that's a good press. idea. Get a I'll notebook and write, So write if down we have any notes. listeners in Minnesota that are going to be at that game, if you can just point your phone and <laughs> FaceTime us That'd be great. for all 60 minutes. Yeah. Then we can do a post. Get a show. get a tripod it'll, it'll, and give us some help. commentary too. Yeah, that's right. Um, so I mean, we got the lines. Not a ton to glean from one practice. Um, a lot of skating, a lot of drills, but yeah. some of the five on five stuff was was interesting and entertaining. But it's more about what the coaches and, and players have to say after practice, and we're going to get to that uh, coming up next. But first, we're going to tell you about our friends at Ray Chevy. Yes. You should buy a car. Race Chevy. Maybe a Chevy. Are you in the market for a new or used vehicle if you are? Could be. Then we've got some amazing news for you because Ray Chevy and Fox Lake has just joined the CHGO team. We love them and we're happy to have them. And we were talking with the team over there at Ray Chevy and Fox Lake and they have this pledge called the Ray Price Promise. And it's mm. a guarantee that the price you see online is the price you pay when you go into the dealership. We found in many, other, in many cases, other dealers are going to raise the price on you when you come into the dealer. They're going to ask you questions that they know the answer is no to. Like, are you a recent college graduate? Are you a farmer? No. And in most cases... <laughs> Nolan Allen might be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He gets a discount. So he'll get the discount. And that's when the other dealers will raise the price on you, saying the price online included limited rebates that you don't qualify for it. Ray... That's not the case. The price you see online is the price you're going to pay with zero add-ons to the price ever. In fact, Ray will do everything possible to find you additional savings for, for which will make the price even lower than what you saw online. And as one of the top-selling dealers in the Midwest, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and save big at Ray Chevy because they now have over 100 Chevy Trax models available starting at $21,495. And now through September 30th, all buyers can qualify for 0% financing, make zero payments until 2024, 
Plus, put no money down, and best of all, pay zero hidden fees with the Ray Price Promise. Visit Ray Chevrolet in person in Fox Lake or go to RaysChevrolet.com. Serving the community since 1963, find new roads. And when you drive down that new road in your new Ray, and you pull up to your porch and you're going to see that factor meal kit box on there, it's going to be a good day. Mm-hmm. Fall is busy. Your kids are doing stuff. You're working late. Traffic is worse than ever for some reason because, oh, God, it drizzled. God forbid. Yeah, right. You might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for your jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. We tried Factor a while back, and I've tried these meal kits before, and I'm like, ah, so much cleanup and I don't really know how to cook and you're making me chop stuff. Now, Factor is ready to go and guess what? It's really damn good. I really liked everything I tried from them. Uh, so make sure you check them out. Adjust your stride this autumn without missing a step. Choose from 34 weekly flavor-packed, fresh, never-frozen meals. That's a lot. Ready to eat in two minutes. Maybe we should uh, get Connor hooked yeah. up with some uh, Factor meal he w- kits. He wouldn't have to. Uh, he yes. wouldn't have to. He wouldn't uh, have to FaceTime fa- his mom. <laughs> yeah. Figure out how to yeah. put something in the microwave. Wouldn't have to lie minutes. about his cooking. Yeah. Check our Twitter. We're not going to play it on the show, but it's on the CHGO Black. It, it, I sent it to you guys in, yeah. in Slack. Uh, Bleacher, Bleacher Report. report yeah. Put it up there from us. So, uh, so appreciate. So Bedard's that. talking about cooking at home. And he's like, ah, I just kind of made that up. I, I'm not really I'm, not good. Good. <laughs> I'm just effing with you guys. <laughs> anyway, uh, you yeah. can level up with Factor to Gourmet Plus options prepared to perfection by chefs and ready to eat in record time. If you're looking for calorie conscious options for some reason, try delicious dietitian approved calorie smart meals <laughs> with around or less than 550 calories per meal. Not enough. With Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions, source 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices, and feature sustainably sourced seafood in their meals. Head to factormeals.com slash chgohawks50 to get 50% off. That's code chgohawks50 at factormeals.com slash chgohawks50. You'll get 50% off. All right, let's start getting through uh, some of this audio we've got here. We're going to start with Seth Jones. And the uh, thing that stood out to me the most from him uh, was talking about how him and the other veterans on the team can kind of help start easing Connor Bedard into the league. How can they help him uh, with his transition to the NHL? I, I don't want to be no, it's Seth Jones uh, every day coming in on the negative train. I, I'm more of a positive guy. And I, well, you know, there you go. especially, you know, he's going to be um, – you know, playing a lot of minutes for us, I can imagine. Um, you know, he's going to be playing against top pair, uh, especially on the road, top pair D, top pair, uh, top lines when it comes to centermen, uh, good centermen on face-offs and defensively. So, um, you know, I told him to hang in there. You know, he's obviously a special player. He's going to figure it out quickly himself. Uh, there's not a whole lot we could say, but, um, you know, I think mentally uh, just to be smart about uh, the way he plays. You know, we're always there for him. We got his back just like we have. Everyone's back uh, on the team. I like the the note that everybody's got his back. Yeah. I like that Seth Jones says that. And Seth is kind of a hard dude to read sometimes. Um, this is going to sound critical, and I don't mean it this way. 
and maybe it makes sense when he's just constantly torn apart every time his name is mentioned online. Mm. But he has like a bit of a standoffishness to him or defensiveness. Uh, not saying it's a like he's bad or like me like prickly, but I think I think his default is like a position of defensiveness. And well, he's a defenseman. Thank you. But I think you know what I'm saying. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, that he's kind of beat me to it. Standoffish and a little guarded, maybe, is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I, I like the way he was a little more open today. And just again, just saying, like, hey, like, he needs to know go out there, play your game, and I've got your back, and Tenority's got your back, and Felino's got your back, and Perry's got your back, and do your thing. Yeah. And we'll help you with whatever you need help with. And I don't think it necessarily means. We're gonna fight somebody that messes with you. It's they might whatever you need. We've yeah. got your back. Yeah, I, I mean it's it's pretty evident whether it's said or not by the organization and the roster. Um, a lot of a lot of the success or failure of the next couple of years uh, rests with, in part, Connor Bedard. Um, so making sure. His success is also the team success, I think, is a, is, a, is a big factor in that. But as we talked with Connor Murphy, as we talked with Seth Jones today, the feeling of last season's training camp to this season, it really just feels like everything's lighter across the board. There's there's no no weight of impending, you know, seismic trades or wondering where your, your teammates and your buddies are going to be going in the next couple of months. So... I think Seth's mood seemed like a 180, and I think I think it was Tracy Myers right off the bat was just like, "Do you feel like better now being here that things are going to start going on the upswing rather than kind of when you came in and the first experience you had with Chicago was things going downhill very quickly?" So I think for a guy like him, whose uh, egg is a little bit harder to crack. I think it'll it'll help him, you know, be a little bit more approachable, be a little bit more open with, you know, how however the season is going, knowing that look like it's still probably going to be a little little tough, more losses than wins, but at least as we're talking about it, as we're seeing it, there's more optimism, and I and I, I would venture a guess that that, you know, mood and that optimism is in is leaking into the locker room too. Yeah, especially for a guy like Seth who came here, then signed that big extension, mm-hmm. and you know when he first got here, it was hey we acquired we acquired Seth Jones, and now we just got Mark Andre Fleury and Jake McCabe. We're gonna we're gonna make a shot at yeah, it. It was a that, playoff run that blew up. Maybe. Second period of the season opener, you yeah. know, yeah. it went off the rails quick, and then the coach was fired, and then the GM is told to get the hell out, and all the off ice questions, and that was just a horrible season. Disaster. And last year was, you know, it, it was a long season with a lot of disappointing results. You know, guys like that that have been in the league this long, they don't care about rebuilds; they just want to win hockey games. And mm-hmm. when you lose nearly every night two out of three nights, it wears on you. So I think Seth sees the horizon and is like, hey, there's better days ahead. I'm here for seven more seasons. I'm going to get to enjoy this. You know, I'm going to see this through the end to where I'm going to get to start playing some really meaningful games here, which is what I envisioned when I signed here. So, yeah, I think... uh, 
he's got you know some optimism and rightfully so and a lot of guys do i mean it had to be a a, a treat for these guys in that first group to walk out on the ice and see the fan the stands completely packed right like they got to be going what what's going on it's the first day of training camp you know bears players are used to that yeah you know mm-hmm. the, the spring training for cubs Sox even get a lot of fans at spring training because you get to leave chicago during the winter yeah um Last year, if you had five fans in a game in the stands for training camp, it was a busy day. Yep. So that's got to be a big thing for a guy like Seth Jones that have been here for two miserable seasons Mm -hmm. to walk out and be like, wow, this is actually really fun. And remember, it's going to be good. Jonathan Taves said on a couple occasions last year that he would reiterate to the newer guys on the team, like there's no better place to be than here when you're winning, mm-hmm. right? Like the fans are rabid, they're on board, they're loud, they're, every game is sold out. This is the best place to be when the team is good. And he, as he sort of grew into that different kind of leadership that he had to kind of adapt to, that was one of the key messages he delivered to his teammates before he left. So, yeah. um, And like you pointed out on Twitter, what a great spot for them. Because with the turmoil of the rest of the teams in this city, for the most part, (laughs) and and Blackhawks fans and Chicago fans trying to look to sink their teeth into something that's still young and fresh, they're going to have an opportunity to grow. The expectations aren't there. This is the honeymoon phase. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And and like we said yesterday, we joked yesterday, least dysfunctional Chicago franchise, September 2023. Raise the banner for the Hawks. Yeah, right. And who would have thought, right, two years ago that they'd be in this place. But when you are when you hire good leaders uh, from Kyle Davidson to Jeff Greenberg, who we'll get to a little bit later in the <laughs> yeah. show, uh, to Danny Wirtz and Jamie Faulkner, like really taking the reins of this organization and making real change and not just paying at lip service, but actually – doing things and look we're gonna hold them to a high standard if they mess up right. but so far so good for this for this regime um and you win a draft lottery and you draft and develop well and you stick to your plan and you most importantly are clear and honest with the fan base about the plan is we know it's going to be tough we think if we stick with our plan the payoff is going to be worth it Please, please, please stick with us. We're not going to stray from this. I think most Chicago sports fans would love to hear that from the other teams. Instead, it's like, well, you know, we're, we're going to do our best to win the Super Bowl this year. Like, <laughs> right. Be honest. Be honest about it. I think honesty is, is a huge thing, and it's, it's gotten them a long way. But I, for Seth Jones personally, this has to be the first season where he can kind of really breathe and be himself. And now he, I think, feels empowered to take more of a leadership role without Kane and without Taves. And I'm not saying that those guys were holding him back in any way, but they're intimidating presences. And he comes in that first year with all the turmoil, second year with all the criticism because the way the first year went, now he can really sort of settle into this leadership role, and I'm excited to see what he makes of it. I'm not, I'm not going to be sh- surprised if this, is, if this season is not only the best that Seth has had, with the Blackhawks, but if it's up there with one of his best seasons. Because I I think the way he finished last year and now coming in with kind of a a new page of the Blackhawks story being written, he has an opportunity to like really make make an impact on that. Um, So I'm not going to be surprised if he has one of his best seasons of his career this season. And he said he worked a lot on his shot. 
Yeah, so. he he's he changed his uh, his stick flex. He's yeah. changing his approach. It's less less of a big slapper, more of a quick release yeah. wrister to get it through the traffic. He's going to be spending a lot of time on the ice at five on five and power play probably with counter Bedard. And last time I checked, that's probably going to make a lot of space around Seth Jones. Yeah. So mm -hmm. working on a shot. Good move. Yes. So, yeah, I agree. I think the numbers are going to be a lot better for him in both uh, ends of the ice. I think this will be a year where, you know, the Seth Jones haters are still vocal. They're not – but there's less and less of – there's less of yeah. them now than there were at this time last year. And I think at this time next year, there'll be even fewer. I think there's a certain percentage that will never change their tone because uh, sure. they're just dug in. Because of the contract. It's yeah. almost an identity – for them to hate Seth Jones. Sure. And that will never change despite the evidence around him. So um, you're talking about, you know, playing with Bedard and, and being ready for those opportunities. Like the first drill we saw, Bedard's on the ice with Tyler Johnson, and he spinoramas Seth Jones and puts the puck right in, right to Tyler, Tyler Johnson. And Tyler Johnson sort of looks and says, yeah, I got to start being ready for these. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. it just kind of rolled to the boards. And then the drill ended, and, and Tyler Johnson just, you saw him kind of shrug and laugh because he's like, all right, I guess this is something I have to be ready for again. It's now that I'm Jujar Carroll. Yeah, right. yeah. passes at you. <laughs> right. yeah. Be ready. Be ready for a pass at any time. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. Well, let's get to uh, Connor Bedard, who spoke today, too. Um he, I will say, the first NHL skill he has mastered is not saying anything uh, during uh, assembled yeah. media. Yeah, he's and again, the kid just wants to play hockey. He was asked like, "Oh, have you checked out the city?" He's like, "Not really. I just hit the ice and I go home. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much my life." Um, but he was asked about, and and Luke Richardson was asked about this later. You'll hear from that too. Hear about that too. How he plans on dealing with the physical play that will be thrown his way in the NHL. Um, I don't know. I mean, I've been hit a good amount, of course, in my life. And, um, you know, obviously these guys are bigger, stronger. But uh, for me, it's just having my head up and being smart. And, you know, I can't be go out there being scared to get hit. So um, it's not really something I thought about too much. Of course, you know, these guys, if, if you're not ready, they're going to they're gonna get you pretty good. But uh, for me, just taking hits when I need to and, um, you know, having my head up and um, trying to, you know, not get hit too much. But it's going to happen. It's hockey. It's a physical sport. So try not to think about that too much. Yeah, he's he's not intimidated. He's no. he's not scared. And and as Luke Richardson says later, he has passed every test he's been given with flying colors. You know, I'm I'm not really worried about that. Yeah, if there's if there's anyone to be uh, confident stepping into uh, the next level up in their profession, um, it's it's Connor Bedard. Like he he has done everything uh, well exceedingly well uh in the in the steps of his junior career and 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 getting ready for this moment he's he's ready for it he's ready to to step on the nhl ice he could have stepped on nhl ice last year and have been totally fine like i i don't doubt that at all so he's ready for this this step up in competition um you know the question was asked of 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 luke if you know bedard you know getting his first uh, taste of you know playing in the NHL, playing against men, and how that's going to be. And and Luke spoke about like, well, he's his, his thinking of the game is going to help him in that, not just physically the the speed, the physicality, everything like that, but the way he thinks the game, the way he's 
he, he spoke about the way he's built kind of being compared to Sidney Crosby about being, you know, low and compact and being able to maneuver around the ice in a different way. That's not going to get him in trouble. Like physically, mentally, it just seems like Bedard has everything that is going to make the transition from juniors to best, best hockey league in the world uh, as seamless as possible. Yeah, for sure. Uh, quickly, I know uh, our guy Clout here has asked a couple times about, yes, we will be at training camp Tuesday. We'll be at training camp every day. Every day. Yes. We will be there. So you'll see us up at the top. Come and say hello. We'll be happy to. Uh, yeah, say hi. Introduce yourself. We're not intimidating whatsoever. No. Awkward, but oh, not intimidating. Oh, oh, awkward <laughs> for sure. Yes. We may be more intimidated that someone's coming up and saying hi than you might be. Exactly. We're, so. we're, we're just as weird about that as you guys are. So let's be weird together. Yes. Yeah. When I when I first started to get to know Jay, he was scared me a little. You have this. Yeah. You kind of have the like when you talk. Once you start talking, like then you see how nice, like just oh nice and lovable. You but just standing there, you have this very intense demeanor. I don't know. Really? I've I've told this story before. I've ever heard that. I've told this story before, and I I love. I'm also just scared to mess up every day on this show. Oh yeah, so that's the other aspect of this. (laughs) We're all we're all afraid. I mess up every day on this show. Don't worry about it. Yes, because we're just three a holes that are just completely rip you a new one if you screw something up. Yeah, I've told this story before, and I love telling it because of how uncomfortable it makes Jay. But a number of years ago, uh, I was at an I was at an event. Uh, with a friend at uh, 670 the score and you were you were there like off to the side I don't forget what it was exactly but um, at this point like I think we had crossed paths a few times with Hawks Twitter and stuff but we didn't really we didn't know each other and I was like oh I should I should go introduce myself that's like that's Jay like I'm gonna go introduce myself to him and I was like ah and I don't want to bother him he's you know what, what, what am I gonna say to him and I didn't and then now we're here so, so weird. Your your reputation precedes you. <laughs> was it an event where I was prying words out of Dave Boland? No, it was. It wasn't even a Hawks event. I, it was like, uh, I, it was it was something Bears. It was like football, fantasy football, or something like that. But it wasn't something you were like working. You were yeah, just yeah. like there to the side. I could have, in retrospect, I could have just gone over and be like, "Hey, it's Mario, remember?" But like, yeah. I was just like, "Nah, I don't want to right, bother well, him." No he one have time for me. No one on earth should be intimidated by me. That is the <laughs> weirdest thing I've ever heard. And by the way, if you want to see the entire Connor Bedard press conference, uh, it will be on the CHGO Sports YouTube page. Yes, you can get it. In uh, about four fifteen ish is what I'm being told. Sources tell me uh, four fifteen CHGO. <laughs> sports on YouTube where you're watching right now. We'll have that whole unedited press conference of the terribly interesting Connor Bedard. I'm ho- like he, I, he I, is I, he is interesting. Right. But he Bedard is so f- he is so hellbent on not making waves. Mm-hmm. Right. Like he just he doesn't if I think if it was up to him he would never speak. I'm Yeah. I, I would venture, I guess, to say if, if he could control his media availability, it'd be like once a month. But yeah. I'll say this, though. When you... Uh, Scott Powers revealed something about him today, and if you watch the full thing, you'll see it. Scott said, Austin Matthews changed his shot several times during his career, and then Bedard like, kind of snapped out of media mode. He's like, he did? Like, Do you really think he did that? And they almost like had a conversation about it mm. mid-press conference. If you start talking hockey with Connor Bedard... I think you're going to get his attention. But yeah. it's this periphery stuff. I think he's just so tired of, like, 
I think yeah, the, the yeah, he's answered the same question a thousand yeah, times. I, I'm yeah. hoping and guessing that as the season goes on and there's actual hockey plays and games to talk about, we'll see him open up a little more because he's just repeating himself over and over and over there's and over again because he's being asked the same eight questions over and over and over again. So when we can say, hey, Connor, what did you see on that power play? Yeah, ball? right, right. We'll get a different side of him. Yeah. There's exactly. been nothing for him to talk about yet except his greatness. Right. And he doesn't like I don't think that's that. a something that Most he'll he'll want to talk about at all. No, he's too humble. For like that. Jay, he doesn't want to talk about his greatness. As soon as I find it, I'll talk about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, there's some chat going on about Seth Jones in the uh, in the comments, and I know we got some new viewers in here. Eric uh, mainly Eric Brannigan in there is talking about him. Brannigan. Um, he says right now no one worries about Seth Jones because his contract isn't affecting the team. Wait until the Hawks miss out on a signing or a major free agent extending someone because of his Albatross contract. Fans will notice. I, I don't know. I, I want to be clear on this. Seth Jones's contract is not his fault. The guy who signed him to the contract is no longer with the organization. He's currently out of hockey. Mm-hmm. It, yes, it's not ideal. But to hold it against the player is frankly stupid. If your boss came to you and said... We're going to pay you CEO money, even though you're, you know, not a CEO. You're in middle marketing, middle management. Yeah. Would you take it? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody will tell their boss, no, you're paying me too much right. money. Right. Nobody. The, and the market demands what the market demands. And, con- yeah. and Seth Jones at the time was clearly worth what he was paid. Is he overpaid? Yes. By a million and a half, maybe. Maybe two million overpaid. But he's right there. I, I just, this, this, I just, because we have new people, mm-hmm. I just want to get it out there on record since we talked about Seth Jones. Is he a number one defenseman on a championship team? No. Does it mean he sucks? Hell no. There's a million places in between sucks and number one NHL defenseman. Yeah. He could, he is a top four on every team in the league. Yep. Yes, he, he's overpaid. Yes, the contract's too long. The GM is gone. It's done. So deal with it. There's no need in, for dragging the guy for simply doing his job. The, seat, the the salary cap is not going to be a concern for the Blackhawks for this season, probably next season, and maybe even the season after that. Who knows? We'll see. Um, but the number is also expected to go up. So $9.25 million or $9.5 million, whatever the exact number is, is not going to hurt, quote-unquote, hurt as much in the next two, three years than it does or did when it was first originally signed. And it's, yes, is the contract something that now Kyle Davidson is going to have to navigate? Sure. If Seth Jones plays up to that, potential, which I'm not saying he's going to be, you know, right behind Kale McCarr, but if he plays up to a potential of being, you know, a guy worth around that much, it's not a problem. Right. And by the way, when Seth Jones was on a good team in Nashville, he was a Norris candidate. Yeah. Yeah. Zach just said it in the chat. When he's on a better team, he'll be a better player. It's weird. When good players play with other good players, they play good. Yeah. I'm not too worried about, and plus, here's something else to think about. Uh, you mentioned navigating his his contract and the cap hits. We have a much better front office when it comes yes. to that stuff. 
Like, do you yes. you can't tell me Kyle Davidson and his team hasn't already planned out like nine or ten scenarios about what the 27, 28 salary cap and could like we have a front office with some foresight. Yes. Finally. It's not the front office that signed Seth Jones and just said, okay, we got him today. I'm only worried about today. Let's not let's enjoy an optimistic start to training camp and this team we got on the ice. Let's worry about five years from now when we get there. Yeah. Like yep. that's not our job. So sit there and lose sleep over the salary cap. I think the people in charge have those wheels in motion that's and it. we're we're yeah. in good hands. I mean, if Kyle Davidson has shown anything since he took over, it's that he has vision beyond the year right in front of him. And I'm guarantee you he has several plans if and when Seth Jones's contract becomes a problem on ways to handle it. If they have to buy him out three, four years down the road, maybe they will to keep Connor Bedard. Fine. Fine. He's got a plan. It's long term. It's fine. And plus, never underestimate the stupidity of an NHL GM. That is correct. Because <laughs> somebody may say, We're a Seth Jones away from hey, winning and take it. He, who, you never he know. who shall not be named has apparently been interviewed already by other teams. So we'll see. The future's bright here, Greg. Would you it agree? It is very bright. It is so bright. We need shades. And we yeah. need shades from our friends at Shady Rays. Because they have premium polarized shades at a very affordable price. Shady Rays is our favorite independent sunglasses company in the entire world. And their glasses are just as good, even better than any expensive pair we've worn. Their durable frames and extremely clear optics are perfect for your outdoor adventures. Or maybe for just wearing the next time you're at a Blackhawks practice because it's so bright coming off the ice. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose your or break your pair, even on day one, they're going to send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through Shady Rays Impact, from building play sets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS, the outdoor adventure of a lifetime. Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, but you're going to, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days so there is no risk when you shop. And exclusively for our awesome CHGO listeners, Shady Rays is giving you their best deal of the season. Head on over to ShadyRays.com and use the promo code CHGO at checkout, and they're going to give you 15% off any order with two or more pairs of their awesome polarized sunglasses rated five stars by over 250,000 people. You know, if we have to continue to have this conversation about Seth Jones and his contract, I am going to need to stop over to uh, our friends at the Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary Don't to get me, me with these time. conversations. Uh, it is a Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary Thursday. Uh, I believe we were supposed to talk about who made us happy in uh, Chicago sports this week. Um, and I would say uh, Connor Bedard. Connor Bedard stepping on the ice sure. uh, is always a good thing. It's always going to make you feel happy just like sunnyside your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore discover and purchase a wide array of high quality products sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your football and soon-to-be hockey seasons 
No matter where you are on your cannabis journey, Sunnyside makes it easy with online ordering and in-store pickup. They have a great transparent loyalty program as well called Sunnyside Rewards. They have a ton of in-house brands to choose from. You got Mindy's, Good News, Cresco, High Supply, Florical, Wonder, Remedy, everything under the sun, under the sunny side. Uh, they can Ooh, help like you that. find through now through October 15th, head to sunnyside.shop and use the code CHGO25 at checkout. And when you do, you're going to get 25% off of your total order. Uh, that code is one use per customer and is not stackable with other promotions, but it's not only for new customers. Anyone can use that code. Again, that's CHGO25 when you go to sunnyside.shop. Uh, must be 21 or older or an Illinois medical card holder. Want to feel old? Uh, sure. I just saw this from Aaron Portsline, who covers the Blue Jackets uh, better than anyone. Uh, Brian Hedger is really good, too. Does Rick uh, Nash's the son play for the Blue Jackets uh, or something? Cole Sillinger has changed his sweater number from 34 to 4 this season in homage to his favorite player growing up, Taylor Hall. I thought yeah. you were going to say Seth Jones. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. That's, I still uh, think a Taylor Hall is young. Well, he I is, know he's not he's younger but like, than me. Well, everyone's younger than me. But he's <laughs> ten years younger yeah. than me. Oh my god! I saw a uh, I saw a TikTok of um, someone someone some, someone was talking about uh, how the old soundtracks on uh, the NHL games were better than the new ones, and they played a song that was "I Shit You Not" from NHL 18. Okay. <laughs> and I said, oh, my sweet summer child, the I'm NHL 2002 soundtrack. Imagine being that so on. young that you think five years ago was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> five years ago was like a minute. Imagine being Connor Bedard. Uh, NHL 01, for the record, I believe has the best intro. It had Heavy by Collective Soul yes, in it. Yes, sure, sure. I, but I will say the NHL 02 soundtrack is, is filled with bangers. All right, four is enough. really good too. You know what sounds like a great uh, July 2024 topic? Best NHL, NHL soundtrack. 24, NHL soundtrack draft. Yes. Speaking of music and feeling 100%. old, you know you're officially old when you start singing the lyrics to every song you hear at the grocery store. Yes. That's, my, there's music. That's my world right now. There's music versions of songs you mosh I'm to. I'm walking through the aisles of the jewels just like, man, I love this song. And then I go, this is the saddest oh, day boy. of my life. Oh, yeah. I am no longer hip. Not that I ever was. All right, now for the you, best Greg. part of the show. It's the children who are wrong. <laughs> we love when Luke Richardson speaks. Yes, we because yeah. I wish we had a whole second hour to the show just for Luke Richardson. Seriously, Luke has always given us stuff. So we've got two longer form cuts here from Luke Richardson. The first one, he talks about uh, Connor Bedard and his sort of like easing into the league and just kind of goes on and on in depth about the kind of player Connor Bedard is. So here is Luke Richardson just kind of waxing poetic about Connor Bedard. I think he could have had five goals in that game in uh, Minnesota, but, um, you know, he was very dominant. And I think, you know, now it's going to be another challenge to exhibition games here. And then as the exhibition games get to the end, we, we know the game gets faster and it becomes more complete rosters and it's harder to play. And that's another step. And then regular season games, a whole, whole nother level. So, but he, wherever he's come from, he's had that his whole life. People are waiting for him to not achieve what he's achieved. And he's not only achieved it, but dominated. So, uh, you know, this is the top and, you know, league in the world. Uh, so he's excited to be here. He belongs here. And uh, we hope uh, he just keeps growing. And, you know, we're not putting any limits on him or uh, restrictions on him. 
uh, we're just going to let him play within our team system and use his talents like he has in, in the past and hopefully he just continues to grow. What did you say? He's not a very big kid. Do you have any talks with him about just, you know, getting hit by some of the bigger, I mean, this is the first time you've been facing you know, Yeah, so. it is. Uh, but uh, he he's built. Like, he, he's got the baby face, uh, you know, and that's the young grin and cool hairdo you know he's young but uh he's very mature by beyond his years and he knows what's going on out there and he uh he's built really low wide um very much like how you describe a lot of russian players skate and very great balance on his feet and i think he's kind of wired where he knows how to bounce off people that are coming out and spin off uh, like a crosby and use that as a propellant Thing. And I'm not comparing to Crosby, but he's he uses a technique like that as a, not the biggest player in the world. So uh, I think he's used to that. People uh, are always aware of him. Like he doesn't, he's the type of uh, rookie in any any league that he doesn't come in quietly. Everybody knows about him. Everybody's aware of him. Everybody's seen him play, so they're ready for him. He's not like the rookie that sneaks in and has a great month and no one knows where he came from. So, but he's had that everywhere he's gone, and and he's overcome that and done well. So, I have all the confidence in the world for him to be out witting and outsmarting his uh, bigger opponents uh, when it's one-on-one -on -one situations. That calmness, that composure, is that, I mean, it seems crazy for an 18-year-old to be that far, but I mean, I guess he's been doing this for so long at that level. That yeah, and he's had high-level stages. Like, he was on a team that uh, wasn't built to really win in junior, but they, you know, they kept him on their team. They didn't trade him away and they weren't probably even really supposed to make the playoffs. They make the playoffs, they win the first round, go to game seven in the second round. And, he goes to the World Juniors and, you know, basically rewrites records. So he's just continually doing things where people question if he's going to do it. And I, I don't think it bothers him. I don't think he really hears the noise. I think he just is a truly an honest, humble kid that wants to go out there every day and play and work. Honors uh, talked about how Connor changes angles and kind of marveled at that. What do you see in the shot and will he have to make any adjustments at the NHL level? Um, I don't think so. I think he's got every shot. Uh, you know, I mean, he scored from both sides on, on uh, power play in, in Minnesota and uh, a real nice uh, quick uh, shot on the rush. So, uh, you know, I think he he's just he's a smart player. He knows where, when to get shots off, where to go and get shots off. And uh, he, you know, the first goal in Minnesota was very much like a Matthews goal on the other side because he's right-handed where he'll go down and you got to respect his shot and honor that shot and the defense bit and then he knows how to like honors mentioned change his angle and he slides it to the inside and not everybody has that mobility in the league but he does and he gets a shot off a great screen in front so um that's that balance i think i was talking about like he's got a crazy balance he bounces off things and propels and gets faster and when he changes his angles he's very shifty and I think what he does is he knows his next move. And I, I remember coaching Mark Stone in, in uh, Binghamton in the American League. And wasn't the greatest skater, but he was always known to be the great puck stealer. And I think he leads the league every year. It's not the, the pucks that he steals, it's what he does with it right after. He knows the play it, like before he even makes a steal because he's not a quick skater to get away from anybody. So he steals the puck, makes the play. And so there's two plays and almost one. And Connor's a little bit like that. I think he's changing his angles to move people around so he can make a pass or take a shot. And 
it's hard to defend because you know he's such a great shooter, but he has got great vision and makes good plays too. So it's hard to cover both. I, I'm treating him just like I would treat anybody else. And I think, you know, what we count on is the, the veterans in the room and the, and the tightness that we started to build last year to continue that. I think the peer-to-peer uh, help is much more effective in, in this league. And I think the coach just needs to know and understand that I have good relations with everybody, but also I have a good plan in place and a good environment for them all to feel like they can come to me if they need to talk to me. And that's a rookie or that's like a 38 year old veteran, either one. They should be able to feel the same and confidence uh, in that to come into the coach's room at any point in time, but also to count on one, one another. And I think a special guy like Connor uh, to give, you know, I think the smart veterans on our team will, will love to hear his perspective of the game. You know, game's always evolving. And what does he have new that's going to come here and help us? Uh, two things. I love the whole thing. Yeah. But two things I love where he says, I think peer-to-peer coaching is super valuable that he almost prioritizes. And you're going to hear more about this in the next cut about Lucas Reichel specifically, mm-hmm. um, where I think – Luke has a really good feel for hands-on, hands-off. Yep. When to talk, when to let the teammates handle it. He's got a really good feel for that. And uh, just in the way that he said, maybe Connor Bedard can come in here and teach the veterans some things. I've never heard that before. Yeah. Because like, especially in hockey, everything is so defer to the vets, vets, Better. vets, vets. Oh, yeah. you're a vet. You're older than me, so I worship you. Um there's something to that. Connor Bedard can come in here and be like, here's how to change the angle on your shot. Mm-hmm. Literally everyone on the roster. Right. Try this, Lucas Reichel. Try this, Tyler Johnson. Here's right. how to make a TikTok. <laughs> right. Here's how to say nothing in an interview. Yeah. But like, we all know how to do that. It's just, it, it, that's, that is an angle I never thought of before. And for the head coach to say it, I don't know if Connor Bedard is going to hear that or not, but that's empowering to a young player to hear Hey, the head coach says, I can walk up to Nick Felino and say, hey, I noticed on your shot. Why don't you try this a little bit? Yeah. If I want to learn how to shoot a puck, who would I go to aside from Connor Bedard? Yeah. You know on, what I mean? On like, this team, no one else. I don't care that he's 18. He's got, he's got something to teach me. Yeah. You know, and, you know, let's say if, if Austin Matthews and Patrick Kane ever had or ever will have the chance to play together for a Team USA – don't you think it would make sense for an older Patrick Kane to go to a younger Austin Matthews and say, hey, how do you get that shot off like that? Right, right. Right? Like, that's it's empowering for the players. And it makes Connor Bedard feel like he wants to part of the team, one of the guys. It's all he wants. Yeah. He doesn't want to be Connor Bedard and everybody else. And that just gives him this freedom, and not just him, everybody, to go up to a teammate and talk to them as a teammate. <laughs> I love it. Yep. I love Luke. I do, too. I, I love Lamp. If, if Luke Richardson were to ever want a weekly one-hour show on, say, a, a uh, live network. podcast that's just mere blocks away from his <laughs> office, I know a guy. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know a few of them. I would love that. Yeah. I would love that. All right. So next up, this is some really good stuff. Uh, this is Luke Richardson talking about – he kind of begins talking about – how he plans on handling the season and, and his coaching style and if he was going to make any changes to his coaching style. That was kind of the question that led him here. And then he gets really in-depth on 
a specific incident with Lucas Reichel. It's yeah. really good. Incident's the wrong word. Nothing bad happened. It was good. Uh, but it's a specific moment with Lucas Reichel. So give this a listen. This is top-notch Luke Richardson. I love this. I, I don't want to be uh, every day coming in on the negative train. I, I'm more of a positive guy, and I think you show a couple things that you need to correct, but I think you have to show the things that we did well, and we got to do that more. I think that's more effective than beating down and showing 10 bad clips or clips that are execution. And I think uh, we're going to grow, especially the young guys. And I just talked to uh, Reichel at the end of practice today. I said, you know, I, I liked your practice today. I thought, you know, you're, you're skating strong and you look confident. Um, but we want you to use your skill, especially just today was a defensive practice. Even defensively, we want you to use your skill and your, and, uh, your skills. But we don't want you to be on your back foot and, and be the cool, like cut pass. And, you know, it's just practice. It's sub, not summer hockey. So just making the, those little comments to them where, like, you can do it. You did a great job uh, on this drill, but then don't give it back to the other team. Skate. Use your skating ability. It's probably your number one asset. Use it. And we want you to have the puck. And we play defense faster so you get the puck quicker. And I'm sure that's what you want. And uh, he smiled and agreed. And I think that's the kind of communication that we're going to need this year with a lot of the young players. And it's, it can't always come to us. There was one D-zone clip today where I wanted to go over and talk to a player. And Nick Felino was already there. And all the, uh, the new veterans came in and uh, asked. And we showed them the videos that we're going to show in the first three days. So they understand it and they can help and they're already doing that. So that's part of the leadership roles that we're gonna need as a as a combined unit. And I asked Nick, I said, are you talking to him about the play? He's like, yes. So, um, you know, just making sure. <laughs> I don't know what he was talking about. I could have been going for lunch, I don't know. But uh, it, was, uh, it was about the play that I saw too. So that's, that's veterans that have 15 to 18 years in the league. They see it. They see it before sometimes the coaches see it. So that's gonna be huge for us and we're gonna count on that. With Reichel, how much are you looking forward to having a full year with him and then the decision to start him at center? Yeah, I think that's where he's kind of played most of his life. And uh, we gave him a, a, a couple games last year there. And, and, you know, he had some good spurts. And I think it was more it was more combinations, like to start to see if there's any chemistry still there from that we saw last year. And I think him and Kershev and Double A had a great run for a while, and, and I talked to Double A today. Well, maybe there'll be times that he needs to play center, and but right now we're going to try this, and uh, we might try something else later. But for now, I think uh, seeing if Connor and, uh, and Lucas can play that those top uh, minutes in the middle, it, we'll find out soon enough. What sort of things are you looking for from Reichel to decide if he's a full-time center or not? Um, you know what, and, and I talked about the double A, you know, a lot of times, like uh, the way we play and the way anybody plays, there, there's a lot of change on, on the ice. There's a lot of changing when the first guy back is down low, it could be the winger. And and then there's a rotation in the D zone and the winger goes down. Now he's the winger and the center's got to fill a spot. So, um, you know, I, I don't I don't think there's, I think it's understanding that the center's got to be vocal out there. And Lucas is pretty quiet on the ice and I know he's new but he's going to have to get over that. And just like the young defensemen, we expect them to be vocal. I think those are the guys that are going to be loud on the ice and take charge because the D backing up, they see everything. So they got to sort out the line rushes in the D zone and the center's down low more than the wingers probably. And they're going to have to be talking on any kind of switches down low with defensemen. So for him to grow and be confident in his personality to talk to everybody and be a leader on the ice, whether he's 21 or two or 
32. I think it doesn't matter. So we're we're hoping he takes a big step in that direction and he looks confident, he feels confident out there, I think right now. So we want to just keep building him up. <laughs> I oh, mean, that's back. just, that's just it's, hockey porn right there. It's that great. Is. I, we, I mean, we've talked about it, especially in the last uh, 48 hours, given the landscape of Chicago sports, but as a Blackhawks fan, as a Chicago sports fan, as every day goes by, the more the hiring of Luke Richardson feels like an absolute home run by the Blackhawks. And he had, hasn't even been in a position where he is expected to win games yet. Like, I, I, I just think that they have the right person uh, to lead this group through through this period of time and i have no doubts it's going to get even better as expectations grow as roster buildup uh changes and you know the the point he made about <clears throat> going through the going through the video clips and wanting to make a point you know a specific point about it and then already nick felino is there doing that nick felino who is also on day one of being a blackhawk is there talking to, uh, you know, making those points already. That's why bringing in a guy like him and, and Corey Perry um, to this, you know, and, and Taylor Hall, when he gets on the ice, I'm sure we'll have similar um, impacts with, with the group, with the young guys especially too. That is why these guys are here, to be able to be that, like, coach on the ice. We we've talked about it before about how, um, you know, in, in, in Rockford – how much the coach on the ice aspect of things, Derek King, when he was the head coach there, leaned on, um, you know, players like that. And you're going to, we're going to find that in the NHL this season. We're going to find it with this team. And Nick Foligno is a guy that fits that mold perfectly. And that's what you want to see out of veterans. Yeah. I I think Luke's got the, his thumb on the pulse of when to be the hard ass coach and when to let the players handle it themselves. And that you need that, as he said. Like, if it's just me in there all the time, they're gonna tune me out. Yeah. But if it's Corey Perry coming over saying, "Hey, let's try this." Here's how to be a pudwack. Right. Listen up, son. Here, take your stick. <laughs> Jam it. You want to go between the testicle and the thigh and lift. Turn it sideways. <laughs> Shine it up real nice. I think, and having you know, and Luke's not a control freak. No. You know, the situation we see with some of these other coaches. Basically, anybody who's ever coached in Columbus, they need <laughs> to be in control of everything from yeah. day one. This is how we do it. Blah, blah, blah. I'm old school. Show me your phone. Luke Rich is just like, hey, man, I'm going to put you in a position to see when I need to tell you something, I'll tell you. Yeah. Until then, just do what you do. Back in the day in the score, we were talking about how this is how long I've worked there, uh, how Ozzy Guillen used to manage. Mm-hmm. And we called it the slap and tickle where you are critical with with praise at the end. Yeah. Right? Like, hey, you know, next time, why don't you try X, Y, Z? Uh, you kind of screwed this up, but I love the way you're doing this and this and this and this. Yeah. So it's like you f- end feeling positive. And it's kind of what he was saying is he went to Lucas Reichel and said, great practice today. You looked awesome out there. You're really getting the system. But here's a little thing, right? We want you to carry the puck more. We want you to be... Yeah. Uh, more on the front of your skates in the back. Like we want you to be more engaged. Okay, cool. And Richard and Reichel knew, like Luke said, like kind of gave an acknowledge and a chuckle, and was like, "All right, I hear what you're saying. Thank yeah. you for the message." Like that. And and what what coaches need to do is, in this day and age of sports, 
you're more of like a manager of personalities than anything. And like, how do you, you're almost a psychologist. Like, how do you get through to these guys? And I think like when we talk about the Cubs, like there's a lot of people that have a lot of issues with the way David Ross sets a lineup. I got a hand up too, Greg. Uh, <laughs> but he clearly knows how to manage personalities and keep guys happy and keep guys understanding yeah. and keep guys engaged. Like that's a huge part of it these days because I think your average athlete is smarter about the game than they've ever been. Yeah. And they have a deeper understanding of the game because let's face it, like so many kids now are specialized athletes. Whereas, you know, guys, Greg, Greg's age, my age, older, we played every sport. Now kids are, like my daughter plays softball and all of her friends her age, full-time travel, full-time tra- Everyone's full-time everything. Yeah. So they've been trained in one sport for so long that it's not so much teaching, it's, it's more of managing the personalities. And I think Luke has that perfect combination of instant respect because of the career he had. Yep. Uh, the fact that he's on the ice skating with the guys, doing laps, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. He doesn't have to do that, but he does. That helps him feel like he's with them, right? He's not just preaching from on high. Yep. Uh, an understanding of how athletes' minds work these days. Like, I really, I, the hire is just a home run. It's just a home run. I and what whatever he does when his team becomes good enough to compete and when Stanley Cup becomes an expectation remains to be seen. But for this job right now, I honestly can't think of a better guy for the job. He's building up a lot of goodwill for when that time eventually comes hopefully sooner rather than later but what you want to see out of coaches is do not coach the instinct out of the player and I think that happened with Jeremy Colleton it's happening with another team in this city apparently yep, it is and right Braggs. I think with with Richardson and the specific example of talking with Reichel he's putting Reichel into the position of center at the NHL level something he hasn't done or had the major expectation to do yet. Um, but he said it. He said, Connor and Lucas are going to be our top two. He, he said it. Connor and Lucas are going to be the top two centers to yep. start the season. What, what can they do? And, and for, for Reichel, his offensive game, his playmaking, his instincts to uh, play the game that way in, you know, in, in the attacking zone, don't lose any of that. That was a, a big message of him. But also use those instincts defensively carry the we want you to get get the puck uh from the defensive zone and transition to offense quickly because you are able to do that very very effectively translate that defensively don't just be don't try and become the next jonathan taze two-way center whatever be lucas reichel and just be able to translate what you do best with a defensive focus and and i I think he's going to get it. It's uh, the good coaches, the great coaches in all sports. They are constantly evolving. Yep. Just case in point. I know it's a different sport, but like you can argue that every single one of those New England Patriots Super Bowl teams were completely different from each other. They had different Mm -hmm. types of player. There was the Randy Moss here where it was deep down the field. And and then there was, you know, the, the Gronk here. Like they, Bill Belichick has had his shelf life because he's constantly evolving and he is making he is building his system around the players he has and highlighting their strengths and hiding their weaknesses as opposed to the other way around making guys 
fit into their their system, i.e. Jeremy Colleton. Yeah. This is I'm gonna make Duncan Keith completely change what he does because I said so. Yep. Guess yeah, well that's why you didn't succeed. Where Luke, I think, will continue to evolve. Mm-hmm. He's got that old school hockey mentality, but he gets the new generation. He, think, of players. he thinks the game more modern. It's very pro- impressive. Yeah, it's a good it's a good blend. And when I, I think he will keep evolving so when this team gets good, gets more talent, he'll be able to like, all right. I can throw this stuff at you guys because you mm-hmm. can now handle. He's not going to give anybody on this roster more than they can handle. Yeah. When I think about great head coaches in sports, one of the first guys I think about is Greg Popovich from the San Antonio Spurs. Mm-hmm. 74 years old. He has been the head coach of the Spurs since 1996. And it's you want to talk about like the difference between the NBA then and now? Yeah. That is a guy who over time – has evolved as a coach, has adapted his methods, his coaching, his the way he talks and communicates with players. That's what the great coaches do, and I'm ready to say Luke Richardson is the next Greg Popovich. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, when you think about it, the great coaches in sports, very rarely are they the ones that, like, Mike Keenan, you know, uh, tort, Torts and, and, and Babcock, like, they're stuck. They're stuck yeah. in that time and place where they had their initial success and will not veer from that path. There was a reason Mike Dick only won one Super Bowl. That's right. And has didn't get very many other coaching out, you know. I mean, the Saints were dumb enough to, to give him a job, but there was a reason for that. Yeah. He never evolved. Like, the, you got to... T. Carroll's another good example. Yeah. A guy who's been coaching for a long time mm-hmm. that still has the respect of his players and has evolved as a coach yeah, it's what you want to see, and I, and I when I my one fear when Richardson was hired was boy he's such an old school player, I hope he doesn't coach the same way, and I mean he's still learning on the job, but from day one he has shown this willingness to accept like instead of saying kids these days are different, and everyone wants a participation trophy, he's like, what's different? He's in t- he's he he's curious, mm-hmm. right? He's not bitter about it. He says, "Okay, I played in a different time and place. What do I have to do to get through to this generation?" Just like his generation was different from Gordy Howe's generation, right? It all it changes over time. It's not bad. It's just different. And his ability and willingness and again curiosity to grow with this generation of players as they come. It's super encouraging, and I'd like to, you know, if we ever get a sit down in here with Kyle Davidson, and hopefully we do someday, I'd like to ask him, like, what was the thing that separated Luke from the other candidates you talked to? Yeah. And I wonder how quickly he would say, you know, that willingness to evolve and willingness to adapt. It's a good quality to have. Yeah. Greg Popovich, pride of East Chicago, went to Maryville High School. There you go. And uh, Region guy. Region guy. <laughs> my mom taught in Maryville School Corporations, and my wife... Her family is related to Greg Popovich. No kidding. Get him in here. That? Coach yeah. Poppin' studio. Yeah. Learn something yeah. new He's every day. He hasn't reached out to us. He didn't give us a wedding gift. I ain't going to hold any of that against him. That's tough. Hope the Spurs go 0 and 82. Wait till he finds out we're related. He's not going to be. He's going to be none too pleased. <laughs> All right. That's a lot of hockey. We threw a lot at you. I know we went a little bit long, but it's day one of training hey, camp. camp man. Uh, tomorrow, be slightly different. We're still, we're still at three. Uh, there'll be an open locker room tomorrow, so expect um, fewer like long form audio and more like little short fire stuff. But we're going to talk to as many of these guys as we can. I really want to talk to Felino. Yeah, that's a huge priority for me. 
Um, so there's a bunch of guys we're going to talk to. So make sure you're following us on Twitter. As the day goes on, we'll be sending those videos, chgo underscore Blackhawks. Uh, our personal accounts as well. I'm at Jay Zawoski. Greg's at Greg Boyson. Mario is at Mario underscore Tirabasi. I'm on Blue Sky. Three of us are on Blue Sky. Yeah. And Threads. And I'm trying, I'm trying to, to, to be more active. I'm trying to be more active on Blue Sky. I kind of gave up on Threads. I don't know why. There's yeah. never anything in my timeline I want to see. It's it's good to have the account for when the next time that Twitter or X is about to die. And good point. Yeah, I have it. I just don't use it. So we're using it. But uh, I hope you enjoy the show. There's more of this to come. And I think um, the three of us are a little bit hesitant to um, praise ourselves. But I think now that hockey's here, no one is going to cover this season like we are. There's no other sports outlet in this city that's going to dig in on the Blackhawks like we are. You can, you know, all of our shows here do great, but we're going to give you unprecedented coverage of the Blackhawks all year long. So please uh, make sure you are with us. Make sure you're following us and all that great stuff. Um, and follow us on all of our social accounts. I'm distracted because someone said news. Yeah, just I'll, 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 I'll tell is. the good people where they you can got get it? a good beer. You guys figure out what's going on. Okay, here. you do that, yeah. Uh, Goose Island, they have great beer. Uh, and they are the proud beer sponsor of us here at CHGO. They have been Chicago's beer since 1988 and have a wonderful year-round roster of beers that includes the Full Pocket Pills, the uh, Beer Hug family of IPAs, the Golden 312 cans of their wheat ale, and, of course, it is the fall. That means it's Oktoberfest. Get yourself all of these beers and more. Uh, from the Goose Island family. You can find ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive beers at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park, or you can go to their tap room on Fulton Street here in West Town. Uh, again, that's the Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. That's a big honk. That's right. And if you're fired up for the hawk season, get fitted out in the best sports gear around from our friends at foco hoodies shoes signs bobbleheads and everything in between it is hockey season get your hoodies your sweatshirts your uh pajama pants your slippers everything you need to stay warm on a cool autumn night as you're watching the hawks and counter bedard tear up the nhl they've also donated foco some of our set decorations we thank them for that check out foco.com or click the link in our description below and for all non-presale items use the code chgo for 10% off. We have news on the NBC Sports Chicago broadcast team. Interesting Last stuff. year we had Kaylee Chelios, Pat Boyle, Charlie Romeliotis, and uh, Scott Darling. And uh, Colby Cohen. And Colby Cohen, of course. This year, Pat Boyle returns for his 12th consecutive season. Studio includes this year Kaylee Chelios, Chris Chelios, Tony Granato, John Scott, and Dennis Savard. Hey now, like that. now how, whatever you feel about any of those names in particular, that is certainly an upgrade. It's a little bit of a little bit of everything for everybody. You got, you know, the the family duo of Kaylee and Chris Chelios. You got former teammates Chris Chelios and or no, not teammates. They were traded for each other, right? Yes, Chelios true. and Savard. But they were che- teammates when Savard came back. That's true. Yes, second second go around of Savard teammates. You got John Scott, who is a, a opinionated and polarizing guy, one time Hawk. And uh, you got Tony Granado, who was on the uh, coaching staff. Yes. Mm-hmm. So he was on the coaching staff uh, with the Blackhawks recently. So Chicago family. Granado's a big Yeah, Granado's a, a, a big local area, family. So, yeah. yeah. And you got yeah, Pat he's Boyle, He's the second best Granado. Yeah. It's, yeah, uh, it's, it's true. <laughs> it's, that's, that's a really good, uh, really good group. So 
if you want to get you can, uh, your you yell at him about the Badgers when you see him at the ring. I will. <laughs> Blame him. He was not a Hawks Blame coach, it. by the way. Don Granado was a Hawks Don coach. Granato, yeah. Oh, it was Don. Tony was with the Avalanche, uh, Penguins, uh, Red Wings, and Team USA, and Wisconsin. So I said, you can yell at him about the Badgers. I got Tony, I got Tony and Don mixed up. That's all right. Yes. Okay. So so Don uh, Don Granado uh, was a former coach. Tony Granado is who I blame for the Badgers not being a prominent college program anymore. You, all right. You so never mind. Not 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 something good for everybody. He'll be around now. You can push Damn him down it, the Tony. stairs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Charlie Romeliotis will also be there. That Ooh. was not in Jeff Agris' tweet, but he is here in the official. Who's press that? Release. I have no idea who that is. My buddy. Is that I the like guy Charlie. with the hair? In yeah, with the hair. That's okay. right. The hair. That's right. The hair and the beard. He lights up a room, doesn't he? <laughs> sure does. <laughs> we love Charlie. We love Charlie. All right, we're back tomorrow with three. Thanks for being with us. We love y'all. Thanks for listening. And now that the show's over, you can go to our YouTube page and watch the full Connor Bedard press conference from today uh check out the funny comments he made about cooking or not cooking link Link in the description description. according to law thank you law thanks to greg braggs also we should shout out both these guys we were sending in video like with 10 minutes before we on the air it was a lot of stuff a lot of editing needed so thank you to both greg and lawrence for their help today the show would not have been what it was without them all the all the credit to lawrence but i do like to take all the credit and none of the blame yeah. Perfect. Oh, so anything that goes wrong is Lawrence's fault. Everything is good as Greg's. You Love got it. it. We signed up for that. All right. All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 3 on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.